You are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 15. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Now, we first met at Tash Corbin's conference last year in Australia, and I loved your message about productivity as a whole, but more importantly, how you look at productivity slightly different to mainstream productivity, and that you don't have to work harder to be productive. But before we jump into your beautiful productivity ninja moves, I'd love for you to let the audience know a little bit about you starting with your wonderful life as a traveling nomad entrepreneur for the last few years, where you are now, and what your core business is all about. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it is. I mean, this is why I get really excited about productivity because it isn't just about like here's the tool, that productivity app, go and uh, you know go and do more. Um, there's so many layers to it. But yeah, so for me, when I started my business, I knew that I wanted to, um, I wanted to be able to travel the world with my business. I wanted to be able to run it from anywhere. So. I was always aware, like freedom was like a really big um, goal for me, or a really big value for me. Um, and this is interestingly how I've got really excited about productivity because the one thing I did learn, I'm kind of going off on a tangent already, but um, <laughs> I'm like, <on> tangent. <laughs> um, that freedom comes through discipline. And so I really, really, really resisted that. So I, I, I spent the last just over three years um, living out of my suitcase, traveling all over the world. And um, when I first started, I was like, you know, great, I've got all this freedom. I can work whenever I want didn't have any structure because I didn't want the structure. I didn't want to be tied to stuff like that. And so I then realized that I've kind of like got all this amazing time freedom, but I didn't have money freedom. You know, I wasn't like yes. in that right place. And so I really learned through trial and error that actually productivity is the vehicle that's going to get me to where I want to be, to have the lifestyle, the business and the life. So um, that was, that's kind of like what I want for my clients is that they, they have the business and the life. And so, um, yeah, so I spent the last three years traveling and then, yeah, it's been a bit of a big year for me this year. I decided that I was really kind of craving a base. And so I have just relocated to Spain. I've literally bought an apartment in Malaga and I've been in, moved in for a couple of months. Um, and yeah, so it's almost like readdressing all of my, the way that I go about things and my habits, like productivity is really about habits. Um, and so I'm, you know, like really looking at that, like, what do I want my day to look like again? So um, constantly reassessing it like that. And right now, so, and again, I'm assuming it's just been like, again, that transition period, because you've been used to living in a suitcase. So in some ways, you've probably had to grieve the loss of not having that suitcase and potentially go, go, go to kind of going, okay, settling down, potentially a slower way of life, even. Yeah. Um, would you agree? It has been such an interesting transition. Like, I definitely did not expect it. Like, just how I've lived my life the last few years. Like, I have no problem with change. Like, I'm constantly, like, it's, it's a big part of my life. But this came with so much other stuff, like, around, oh, you know, what does that mean? Like, if you're in one place. And, um, so it's been really fascinating to watch the thoughts um, and, and really what was coming up for me. And kind of like just allowing it to happen because I knew it was like a pro it was 
it was a bit of a process of like really shifting what I, almost your identity you know mm-hmm. like it's like I'm a productivity coach I travel the world and then suddenly it's like I've got a base yeah. um what does that mean and yeah. um so, yeah it's been it's been a really interesting transition not actually that comfortable at all um but it's good to come out the other side and be like okay I'm ready again <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll yeah and so tell us a little bit about what does Joe Bendel do what does productivity coach mean to you so that the listeners have a better understanding yeah so I so basically I help I generally help women entrepreneurs to get out of overwhelm um, and we do this through some really simple productivity tools and systems so that they can create their version of freedom. Um, but it's very, when we talk about like why it's different is that it doesn't matter how many productivity tools I give you or which planner you use, that is not going to make the difference. That's not the thing that will make you productive because there are so many layers to get in your productivity. And it's super confronting because what I'm asking you to do is like really look at, hang on, am I showing up for my core desires? Probably not because we've got fear. So there's two sides to it. So how I work is, yes, we definitely need the masculine sort of productivity tools, like the structure, the, the, the simple steps. We want to create some really sort of success habits, but also we have to look at the feminine mindset side because we've got these productivity blocks, you know, like there's things that are stopping us. So, so that's really what the difference is. It's like bringing in both because no matter how many, I mean, like most people have tried to get productive before um, and then they fall off the wagon is because they haven't looked at the mindset side of like, hang on, what's the fear? What am I afraid of? You know, that stuff, which is why I get really excited about it because it can be such a game changing kind of process. And do you feel like over the years being a productivity coach, are you seeing businesses being more productive or less productive because of the thought, you know, around everywhere I go, we must hustle, we must do this, you know, what, you know, what have you seen? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's interesting. I'm not a big fan of the hustle approach because ultimately I'm, you know, my passion is that we have that business and the life. Um, but there's that, there's that whole mentality now is that, you can do anything. You can, we can do absolutely anything, but it doesn't mean that we can do everything, not at the same time. And what people are trying to do is everything all at once because we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, like that whole, like that whole world that we live in with the social media is just like, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And it's just not, it's not a fun place to be. And it's not ever going to lead to um, being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is the thing about, um, for me with productivity and the, hustle is that um you know most of us have probably focused on being busy we've got loads done we've achieved some stuff and then realize actually I'm not really that happy um and so that's what my the other side is I really want people to tap into what is it that you really want because one that will make it so much easier to just show up and, and and take the action steps um, because it's aligned to what you really want but also that's what's going to lead to fulfillment like there's no point as being like hustling busy going after the dreams that are other people's goals that we think should be ours um that's not that's never gonna that's never gonna work um so I think that it's that yeah we live in this like information overload now don't we um all the time yeah and it's more about now like really constantly <clears throat> encouraging people to like bring it back like one what's the one thing that's going to have the biggest impact and um and really that's that's where it gets confronting so this is why you know it's not about hey here's some tools go and implement them it's like super confronting process 
because we're having to say no to things that actually we want to do. Like we're generally entrepreneurs, we're like full of ideas. Yes. Um, and then being asked to really just like stop and be like, no, you've got to say no to more. Um, I've got to get really honest. Um, actually, how I'm showing up on a daily basis isn't taking me closer. Like all that stuff is going on. Um, and yeah, and which is why it's such a fascinating um, journey for me to take with my clients. You know? And I think, you know, like again, people I think think because they're busy that makes them productive, but it's actually mm. far, the far from the truth, you know, that absolutely you, you can be. So that's just, Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you're all right. Um, Overpassionate. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, there's no no point being busy if you're working on the wrong things. Uh And, like, so many people are not really, you know, we're busy being busy, but we're not heading in the right direction. We're not working on the things that are actually going to have the impact. Or, um, you know, like, we're avoiding the things that actually are going to be the income-generating things because of maybe fear or, you know, like, so yeah, there's no point keeping ourselves busy. It's not, um, it, but one, it's not necessary. Like this is about creating a life that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you're just, you, you could stay on that, that sort of hamster wheel, but it isn't going to change unless you are really committing to looking at what is it that I truly want and working on the right things. And that again, it's, it's hard. And I guess that goes nicely into the next question that I have is, so what do you think then and what have you seen are the main, you know, blockages as to why businesses aren't being productive? Um, okay, so I talk about things called productivity blocks. And that's basically, yeah, things that are stopping us from taking action. Um, so it's all actually, if you peel it all back, it all comes down, down to fear. Mm-hmm. So what are we like, you know, generally I'm not good enough or like all of this stuff that's going on. So the things, how it normally shows up is um, there'll be self-doubt. It could be self-doubt, so you're kind of like not doing what you should be doing. Um, procrastination, like we're procrastinating for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's like really interesting to look at that. Uh, bright, shiny objects, like going off on the next new exciting thing because staying focused on this one thing is scary because, oh my God, it might be, you know, it might take off. Um, and then obviously just like that whole learning thing, like constantly learning. Yeah. Uh, needing the next qualification, etc. But again, it all comes back. We peel it all back. Fear and the I'm not good enough story. So that's kind of like the the internal stuff. Like if you're doing any of that, then like inviting you to just stop, maybe hit the journal or go for a walk and ask yourself, like, what am I afraid of? Like, what's going on here? Um, and then the other side to it is like really just like the practical side is like our habits. So there is an amazing quote which I always share all the time it's like have, uh, people do not decide their uh futures they decide their habits mm-hmm. and their habits decide their futures so like yeah. our habits literally create what we're going to achieve like it's up to on a daily basis have we got the right habits the you know and and so when we start looking at that most of us probably could say no um so those are the kind of main things that are stopping stopping us being productive so then would you say that that so again like you said that's what I love about you being a different productivity is that you're looking at what their fear is really you're also addressing what type of habits they have good or bad and then from that obviously you help to supercharge their productivity so tell me about what are kind of the five steps that people can like go into supercharging your productivity kind of if they've looked at the fear they've looked at habits what other tangible things could they do 
Um, yeah, I think that the first, the very first thing that I get people to do is like a big brain dump, and that is massively underrated, right? It's so powerful. So the idea is that we're we're kind of walking around, we've got all this stuff in our head, and we, it's you know, most people feel overwhelmed because their mental desk needs to be decluttered. So um, it's really important to like free up some mental space. So the first thing I get everyone to do is do a big brain dump. And like that can be massive. Like if you haven't done that for before or you haven't done it for a long time, you might get pages and pages of stuff. But the idea is that just take yourself somewhere distraction free and then commit to like clearing the mind so that you can then say, okay, what's, you know, what's, what's really important now. So I would just, it's, it's as simple as like literally pen and paper and you go, right. Okay. Family. Right. What's all the stuff that's got to be done in my family, right? The house, what's all the stuff that's got to be done at the house business you know like go through projects go through every area I even write down like books that I want to read so that it's out of my head yeah my mind can then kind of relax and be like okay all of that is taken care of and this this is no but definitely not turned into a to-do list it's the, the main point of this is that it's freeing your mind to be able to see what's a priority now and mm-hmm. um, so, so that is really my- powerful so the brain dump, like you said, best to do it where there's no distractions, pen and paper. Again, I love yeah. a good old pen to paper. I think there's something therapeutic yeah. about pen to paper. And then not only just to focus on work, but to work in all key areas of your life. So home, potentially friend, yeah. partner, kids, yeah. business, and kind of d- this brain Health, dump. Everything. Get it all yeah. out. All right. So then they do the brain dump. And then what do you recommend they do? What's the second type of step? Um, I think that it, um, so, so there's lots of layers for productivity, but if we just go like, right, really basic, if you implement these kind of basic steps, then you can add in more layers. So the next thing I would do is just a really super simple, um, is that each week, just knowing exactly what I want to focus on. So setting a seven day goal, um, and it's like, like we've got 168 hours ahead of us, like what we choose to do in that next, in those, in those hours is what's going to create our future. Um, so simple, super simple. My mind is cleared. I'm like, right, what do I want to have achieved in the, you know, by the time I get to next Friday, let's just say, mm-hmm. um, and okay. Like, you know, what impacts that going to have? Right. So always knowing exactly what my priority is on a weekly and a daily basis, literally, well, it, it frees up, uh, it frees up hours and hours of time, but it also really works on the sanity side. Like I feel calm. I feel in control. Because I know I'm not, I haven't got this big sort of 90 day goal. that's like, oh my God, how do I start? It's like this week I've got one bite sized thing I need to achieve. But I don't ever have to think about what should I do now? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so step, sort of step two is do, after you've done your brain dump, like maybe you just take a couple of sleep, deep breaths and you just ask yourself like, what do I want to achieve in the next seven days? What's going to have a big impact on my next steps? Yeah, um, I do notice that so many times people are focusing on the future and I'm all about forward planning or even 90 day planning or any, like I'm all about all that. But I think sometimes we get so it's almost like another blockage. We get so worked up. Do you know what I mean? About what's coming in the 90 days that we forget to be in the moment and be present. And therefore we stop taking any action whatsoever. And we can actually kind of do like that dance one step forward and two steps back. So I'm all about, it's better to have imperfect action than to have no action at all. And I too would prefer you to chunk things down weekly and daily than to worry about, you know, the 120 or the 365 days from now. 
Absolutely. And like that's another that's another productivity block, like just being stuck in the planning mode because it's safe. It's safe to keep planning out our big goals, but actually yeah. taking action on them is, you know, like is that's a really challenging thing and that's where all the blocks come up. So yeah. I really love to get my ladies to like really think big around like what the, what they would love to achieve so that they've got this great kind of energy and that's like that's what will keep them showing up. But ultimately that doesn't help you on a daily basis because you're still like overwhelmed you know like um and overwhelm actually really only exists when we're thinking about the future so like if we keep coming back to today or the next seven days this is the simple thing i need to achieve and it's so funny um and that you talk about imperfect action because that is actually i often say that that is like my biggest productivity tip because that has had the biggest game that has had the the biggest impact on my own journey I remember probably four years ago that I was I could see I was getting in my own way and I gave myself this like it was literally a little post-it note I had it on my laptop and every day it's just like imperfect action better than no action and I used that to propel me every single day week month and honestly believe that without that would not be where I am so it is very powerful very very powerful yeah yeah, and I guess, again, if people, when they're doing that brain dump, you know, are looking at things and patterns even potentially, you know, even with me launching the podcast, I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how to do this. And what happened if I mess up speaking or, you know, whatever, if I cough. But I was like, again, that's where that was. It was all fear driven. Again, like yeah. the fear where I was like, you know what, man, if I just go, what's the worst thing that happens? I might get to 100 episodes and I close it down or I get to 20 episodes. But what could, what's the positives that could come from it being yeah. imperfect? Well, I get to reconnect with you from last year. I've connected with in Switzerland and all these other cool people I'm like oh my goodness the opportunities because I allowed myself and gave myself permission to be imperfect are far greater than you know me coughing or spitting on my Diet Coke drink halfway through you know what I mean exactly. the episode. So, yeah, oh yeah action and I think that for us as well it's like always it's a lot easier if we start focusing on being of um and have value of like when we come back to like being a service, like actually getting this podcast out and helping people is really important. It becomes easier to get out your own way because it's mm-hmm. not about you then. It's about, hang on, these people need to hear this. And yes, that's another sort of really good shift, isn't it? In perspective of like, this is not about me. Yeah. And again, I guess, that out you know, and I know it's slightly different than productivity, but I guess I still think so many times we all have the same amount of hours in a day. 24 hours some of us are mothers some of us are caring for dying partners our kids do you know what I mean we all have our own little things that we're dealing with regardless of status of marital status kid status whatever but we still all have choices and so many people do you know what I mean if they're still in that fear um blockage is fear drives them to not take action you know so i get i get I, I really like to hone in on that we all have the same 24 hours in a day it's up to you what action you decide to take you know so yes, yeah sorry. absolutely yeah and I, I think that part of that is as well is that um we've all got the same 24 hours but it's like you know like everyone's it, it when you were talking about that, something came into my mind I was going to talk about, and I totally lost it. It'll probably come back to me, but um, but yeah, again, just like really knowing that what's what's really important. Like, oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. As I say, yeah. like, absolutely, life is going to happen. Like, always, life is happening. So when I talk about setting seven day goals, it's actually meant to be like a small goal that um, is achievable because you want to give yourself like small wins. Like, if you have a win every week over ninety days, that is a lot of stuff you've achieved. Absolutely. Um, because 
life is going to be happening. Like, we still got to do business as usual, life as usual, all the things. So, like, this is about allowing yourself to just make progress, like, mm-hmm. constantly make small progress because that is how big things are achieved. But I also think you've touched upon something very important, especially I find women in business, and that's not that men don't do it, but I think women – because so many of us are wearing so many hats, you know, um, again, not that men don't. So let me just make that very clear. But because we're juggling so many hats, sometimes I think we also don't celebrate the wins. And I think it's another block that if, if I do this, then I'm going to jinx myself for this or whatever. And so I think it is important. I'm always in my own, you know, Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative going, okay, guys, winning Wednesday, what did you do? Talk about it. And that again, allowing yourself to feel good about something you've done, regardless if it's you've made $2 or if you made a thousand dollars I think it's important to celebrate those wins which again no 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 which will be a lot more achievable if it's seven day goals versus do you mean 365 day goals because really then you're only celebrating one time a year versus you get the opportunity to celebrate to celebrate you know 52 weeks in a year it's so exciting. It's so powerful. Like, um, so I'm the same, like in my, in the Wildly Successful Society, which is my membership, like there are so, we, we, there's so many layers to the celebrating. It's so important and everybody struggles with it. Even, um, so we have like, what are you proud of posts? And, but every month when we set our goals, I also ask them to write down what their reward will be. Yep. And they, every single month we have a conversation about it. Like, oh, I didn't reward myself. Like as women, we're not yeah. stopping to celebrate. We're not rewarding our efforts. Um, yeah. But going back to the seven-day goal thing is that yes, you know what? If you if you you can achieve because so I don't, I normally get people to set one business goal and one personal goal every week. Um, now imagine I was like, even if you don't do that every single week, like let's say you have some holidays, that's still probably forty-five things in both areas that you can achieve. Like it's amazing. Like when we just allow this to be easy and allow it to be simple, don't need it to be complex. And that's the thing with my productivity style is we don't need complex systems because no. actually just these little simple steps and these habits that we create will the game changing, like game changing, you know, hundred yeah, percent. So if we wrap, if we kind of go back, so we've got brain dump is step number one, step two, set seven day goals. What's your step three for supercharging your productivity? Um, okay. So I think like three and four are almost like joint, uh, they kind of bounce off each other. So starting and ending your day, right? So if you start your day really powerfully and you end it powerfully, the middle bit kind of takes care of itself. Um, so, um, and so I would start with, right, how do you end your day? So how you end your day is going to have a really big impact with how you start the day tomorrow. So the first thing is that we, we, you know, like implement and something called, it needs a sexier name for sure, but it's called the end of day review. (laughs) So it's literally five minutes. You do an end of day review. Ah, and, um, let me just stop. Um, and all you do is. Okay. Um, so you take five minutes and you go like you celebrate what did you achieve like really acknowledging what I did achieve and then you go okay what's the one to three most important actions that I need to do tomorrow uh-huh. um, and you get really clear about it have I got everything I need and this will be the things that are going to this is about your seven day goal like what one to three things little tasks so this is not a mini project this is a small task that needs to happen tomorrow so End of day review, five minutes, like really sort of like closing, um, but setting yourself up for tomorrow. And then in the morning, ideally, when you start your day, you start with 
Now, I call it a mighty 90, which is basically a 90-minute block of time when you do those most important actions that you've just identified that will ensure that you're working towards your seven-day goal. Now, not everyone can do um, not everyone can do um, 90 minutes, so 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever you can do to really start that day right. Because again, we start our day right, we end our day right. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so those two, and I honestly believe that if you only do those two things for the next week or two, it's going to have a really big impact. I couldn't agree. I initially heard of the, um, uh, Carrie Wilkinson from the United States calls it the power hour. And it was because of her that changed my level of productivity versus working on your business and in your business. And every day for 60 minutes, it's the first thing that I do regardless. See, obviously, well, I take that back. Obviously, I get the kids ready. They're off to school, etc. Yeah. Then, you know, I have my brekkie, you know, that, those type of things. But in regards to when I get into work, I put those 60 minutes aside. It's not Facebook driven. It's not Instagram driven. It's about what, um, what what little things can I work on that will move my business forward? And again, it's been the biggest game changer, not only about creating a new habit, um, but equally seeing those rewards because, you know, 60 minutes solid, you can do a lot in 60 minutes. You can do so much in 60 minutes. Like it's so powerful. And that's, and I think the important part of that is to say that, you know, this is before you've checked emails, your social media is closed down, the phone is off, if it can be, like yes. really set yourself up, like it's just 60 minutes. And as I say, if you can't, do 45 minutes, like whatever you can do to protect this time and say, look, my seven day goal is important enough for me to really show up for it. Um, and again, it's so simple, but if you do it, like consistently, it is a massive, it will have such an, you, you, you will achieve so much. And I know my one-to-one -one clients, they, the ones who have implemented just even just the 60, 60 minutes, or even some of them do 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night just because of the way their life yeah. is, yeah. Their, their ability to achieve goals much quicker has outpaced those clients who have yet to implement that. But obviously my role as their consultant is to just, you know, plant the seed, plant the seed. Yeah. But yeah, for those ones that yeah. have implemented an ongoing you know, habit forming productivity. Absolutely. It's magnificent. So that's like kind of your step three, step four. What's your, yeah. over, what's your wrap up? What's step five? So step five is then going back to that inner work. So I talked about earlier around, we need the masculine tools, but we also need that feminine sort of like check in of like, am I working on the right things and stuff like that. So it's really about, <clears throat> it could be uh, embracing imperfect action. Um, there's a couple of different things I do. One of them is like this inner mentor. So a beautiful exercise is, and I didn't even know this for years and years. I always used to say when some, when I was like getting in my own way or whatever, I used to say, what would the real Joe do? So I'd be like the real Joe. So as soon as I say the words, the real Joe, like she's this person who, you know, she's positive and confident and she doesn't get stuck in, 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 you know, self doubt. And, um, she knows she's got the big bold dreams and she goes after them. And so whenever I say like, what would the real Joe do? It's like, okay, she would sit down, she'd do that 60 minutes and she'd do it now. Um, or, you know, like things like that. So like when I read the book, um, Paying Big by Tara Moore, she talked about something called your inner mentor. And so that's when I realized, oh, oh my goodness, this is what the real Joe is. So I use that exercise a lot with my clients. Now we really name our inner mentor. Like I've got, I've got clients that call, one of my ladies is called Mel, and she's like, her inner mentor is called Millionaire Mel. And it's yeah. like, oh, what would Millionaire Mel do? And it's like, yeah, that, that gets you out of your own way. Um, 
so yeah like it's a really great exercise to do like before you start work like two minutes just like hanging out with your future self yeah um how would she show up today like what thoughts would she have what beliefs would she have today um and then and the other one is like this low vibe stories is like we've normally we've all got a low vibe story oh i haven't got time is probably a really good one so it's just like just checking in what low vibe story have i got today how would i like to change that um and that again is like just a simple shift but if we take two minutes once you're in the shower even of like what's my low vibe what's my high vibe story today you know like just shifting it um so like really just like yeah these so this is like your first kind of steps if you do that consistently do those five things consistently then you can build in more layers like we talked about you can plan further in advance and you know be more strategic about what the seven day goals are but if we do this consistently you're gonna have a really big impact you're gonna start to get the real wins you'll be checking in on your mindset um and yeah i think that's really really powerful and that you know those are this is about again like it can be simple to move forwards Mm -hmm. take back control and like you said, any any one of us, even if you just looked at, for example, putting that 90 or 60 minutes aside, that, you know, to kind of recap those really cool five steps to supercharge your productivity that you've gone through about doing a brain dump, looking at your seven day goals, um, exploring, you know, ending your day right, starting your day right with a 60 to 90 minute kind of, you know, miracle hour, power hour, whatever you want to call it, and ending it by looking at your inner mentor or your low vibe story. I mean, even again, in that little 60 to 90 minutes in one of the day beginning of the week you could look at all of do a brain dump you could do seven day goals and like how productive would you be but would you agree though that productivity will still come down to the one percent of people are those people that form the correct habits yes it's all about our habits for sure like it is absolutely and that's you know like that sounds like it could be quite easy and it's not you know like you know it's just as easy to implement a bad habit as it is to implement a good habit but when we become aware and if you stop and just ask yourself in your end of day review like are my habits moving me closer to my desires like if we it's self-awareness that's going to be changing everything like we if we keep checking in like where am i not um you know like really showing up um then then that's how you can start to make the changes so absolutely it's all about habits and again like a lot of people will not do this because it's super confronting Mm -hmm. like it's just showing us that oh my god yeah i'm not i'm not putting my goals as a priority and that's really uncomfortable yeah and they do and and there'll be an excuse all the baby woke up or this got up and again i I still believe that entrepreneurship collectively is the one percent of people who will go and do this and will take action, even if it's imperfect action, will streamline their business so much faster than the other 99% who are just going to sit there and put it in the corner and say, I'll try it another day. Yeah. And they've got the excuses and that's right. It's fine. It's not easy. Um, But actually, you know, this, it can be easier. Like you can take, you can find a, a really simple couple of simple steps that will start shifting things. And when, when you start to get some little wins, then you'll get them a motivation to keep going. And, but yeah, I totally agree. It's, um, you know, like I know we, we preach, preaching to the converted here, talking to you, but it's like, just be aware. Like it is, un, it is uncomfortable. How much do you want this? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some of these things, it's like, you might not do all five of these things, but even if the only thing you did this week is the brain dump, 
you're yeah. still closer, you know, of helping break, you know, those changes and, and those patterns and those habits to, uh, you know, streamlining or supercharging your productivity, which is the end result, because you want to be able to work more efficiently, more effectively. Um, you don't want to work harder. You want to work smarter. And yet I see so many people um, struggling because, like you said, they're too busy writing lists or they're too busy, busy worried about what, um platform to use or what tech tool to use or whatever that they're not actually thinking about what type of product they need to develop or you know like they're all they're always so worried about the future that again they're not sitting in the moment to brain dump and be with themselves and really I mean look at all those things yeah it's like you said it's you know it's so much safer to just keep being busy because you know you don't have to deal with all the confronting stuff but it's like that isn't going to lead to fulfillment and make you feel great and like this is what we're here for it's about having this life that supports you and so it isn't just about getting more done it's about getting the right stuff done mm. and that can be yeah that 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 that's step one but i totally agree like pick one of them and and, and implement that over the next seven days and see how it feels yep no yeah. awesome well it is always a pleasure hearing your beautiful accent and i'm good to see you <laughs> obviously the listeners won't get to see you so before we wrap up i'd love to know as we so they can get to know you a little bit more what of all the countries in the world is your favorite country and what's the most delicious dish you've ever had? Oh my gosh. Do you know what? That is such a difficult question to answer. I, um, I love everywhere I go. Um, I, <laughs> so I think I'll, I'll answer the dish thing. I love Thai food. Okay. So um, yeah, um, just like a Thai red chicken curry is going to make me super happy. Spicy or mild? Yeah. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love all things Thai food. So that makes me really happy in that country to really enjoy the food. Um, and yeah, as countries go, do you know what? It's I, I haven't got a favourite country. I, at the moment, obviously, I'm really loving the life in Spain because I'm adapted to that. And they've got a really chilled out way of life. Um, Australia, I absolutely love because my bestie lives there. So any excuse to get back is good. <laughs> yes. um, and then the other thing that kind of like comes up to me is like Africa. Like that was the first place that I ever went to as a backpacker. And I was like 20, 20 years old. And like that was, that really stayed with me for many, many reasons. I mean, it's a, such an interesting continent. Um, but yeah, I don't have a favorite country, but I do love food. <laughs> you love food. And I think you do love wine off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I like yes. wine as well. Yeah, I do see a lot of wine images of you and beaches, <laughs> like your legs and wine and beaches. I'm like, gosh, yeah, I do love her lifestyle. I do love it. <laughs> so now listen, obviously, if what's next for you and if listeners would like to get to know you a little bit more, where can they find you, hon? Um, okay, well, what's next? Really more of the same. Um, I'm, yeah, just like more, I think for me, I need to do more in-person offerings now because being like the, the nomad has meant that everything has really been online. So I'm feeling really cool to do some retreats in my home in Spain, which is exciting. Um, yeah, and also just keep, you know, like the best place for people to really do the work to get started with me is my membership, but I do one-on-one -on -one mentoring and, and masterminds. Um, but I think, well, actually, two places. Like, you can go into my Facebook page, which is Wildly Successful with Joe Vendel. Um, website is joevendel.com. And I do actually have um, 
I did do a five-day challenge, which is all around the five habits that we just talked about. So I can send you the link to that if that, if, if anyone's interested. Yeah, that'd be awesome, and I can include that in the notes, which, you know, absolutely. So my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au, and we'll include the link, Joe. And, of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative, of over a few thousand businesses. So make sure you join the community, as I'd love to see you in there. But in the meantime, goodbye from Australia, goodbye from Spain. We hope you all have an awesome day, no matter where you are in the world. And stay tuned for my next episode, as I'd love to have you join me. Have an awesome day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.